Dueling Dialogues presents His and Hers with Grace Matthews, The Hammer, and Connor Murphy. Welcome to Episode 6 of His and Hers with Grace Matthews and The Hammer in the heart of the USA, Springfield, Missouri. Hi, you two. Hello. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> What's new? Um, here in the Ozarks, um, there's nothing new. It's just old rain. Rain. Oh. I mean, it's. I think it's rained for six weeks. Yes, there's there's actually a chance of sunshine. Oh, there you go. A chance now. You know, don't don't get carried away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we have plants setting out there in their little store-bought tubs because there's not been a moment to go out there and plant them in the dirt. Right. It's mud. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. It's total mud. Yeah. That, that was us until last week, and this week the weather has smartened up finally. Finally. So. Yeah. Well, our brother's not very smart yet. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're again really excited to be here. We like to thank all of our listeners and we want to remind you why we're here. And that's because we're really bad at the relationship thing. And we've learned a lot along the way. Right. And we want to share some of that. We've had more good days than bad days. So we figure, you know, if we can save somebody some hassle, give them a little advice. But it's not based on smarts. It's based on failures. You bet. That's how you so learn. That's how you learn. And yeah, right. I think we've all three admitted that we're bad at relationships. Yeah. I don't know who is good at them. Though. Oh, there's probably some people out there. And I don't know. Well, they'd they say they're good at them. They'd yeah. say they're good at it, but probably mm -hmm. not. Maybe they're pulling her leg. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, our thought for the week is, it's not what you cannot do, but rather what you can do. Hmm. I'll okay. tip on that, you know, because mm -hmm. being a person who has um, OCD, I have it very badly, and I'm trying to overcome it. It is really easy to make excuses or you get in the same old humdrum or whatever but to change and to make allowances so you don't make mistakes and so you can learn to do things correctly and offer a different outcome that's true that's true, and I think that focusing on what you can do, because there's lots of things in this world you cannot change. Right. And, um, you know, you can't change your spouse, you can't change your partner, you can't change your children. You've got to understand what you can change. You can hope to influence other people. You can provide them with an outlet but you cannot change them if they don't want to be changed. So I think we have to think about that and we try to um, have affirmations and thoughts every day. Um, and supposedly, according to the gurus, this actually can change the wiring of your brain. Right. 
If you've gotten into a negative cycle, say some positive things. Absolutely. And we're going to talk more and more about that all the time. And the other thing you can do is move that coffee table. It's so <laughs> worth it to dance, right do yoga, do meditation, whatever you can think of. Get down on the floor, roll around with your dog. Absolutely. Move that stupid coffee table. In fact, I'm, I may put mine up for sale. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I am loving that so much. I think, you know, and people really need to, we would like to hear from you people that have uh, maybe moved your coffee table and tried something different, either dancing or meditation or, now we don't want to know all the gory details. But <laughs> if, if, I do. Well, I, yeah, you know, I, 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 we're all a little bored right there now. There we go, there we the go. coronavirus, yeah, yeah maybe, maybe but anyway, anyway yeah. just anything to... to Spice your life up. Make a change. You know, it, this virus should make everybody believe that, you know, it could end tomorrow. So let's have some fun. Yeah. yeah. Let's shake it up, as they say. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I, and, I, and yeah. You mentioned it earlier. Yeah. Let us know. So if you're listening, let us know down in the comments what you have changed. Have you moved your coffee table? Yeah. Yeah. Because we're, we're, we're going to say that every week. Move that coffee table because it's changed our lives. And, and we, I will tell you, we have a house where we could have done this stuff in other places and not move the coffee table. But I'm telling you, there's something about that place where you spend a lot of time, you watch TV, you bond, you, you know. It's something about the warmth of that place that when you do some of these things there, it just feels better. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So, anyway, as we go on, uh, we're going to talk about um, Christopher Berglund wrote an article in Psychology Today about four self-nudging tricks that make doing the right thing easier. And now nudging is about a 30-year-old system, okay, that is designed to help people when you just do the wrong thing. Right. Okay. And the wrong thing can be about people with OCD, like the hammer, people with depression, people with anxiety, people that are, you know, obsessed about an old lover, someone that, um, you know, maybe doesn't do their schoolwork or games too much or whatever. I mean, doing the wrong thing doesn't mean you're like a damn criminal. It just means you're having trouble moving on, you're having trouble getting done things you want to get done, and, and self-nudging, it empowers you. Right. It gives you willpower, and you're not relying on some mother figure to come along and remind you. It's uh, four ways of overcoming procrastination. Oh my goodness, yes. There you go. Okay. okay. Now and, I understand and, the self-nudging. Exactly. Now, one of the first things is to understand your problem and how your environment contributes to it. Okay. Uh, for example, I'm going to use an example that um, that we talked about yesterday. If your closet is arranged in such a way that feeds into a certain behavior, you have to rearrange your closet. There you go. Okay. Okay have to you have to 
So you must be an architect. <laughs> okay? If you are overeating, change the shelf and the fridge that the bad shit's on. There you go. Or don't okay, buy if, the bad shit. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a good that's, that's the best architecture. Okay, if you are fat and you love chips, quit buying chips. There you go. Yeah. It, you know, it works. It's surefire. You Healthier alternatives. Chips. If you're not, if the chips aren't in the house, you won't eat them. Yeah, look for a healthier alternative. I doubt you go next door digging through their cupboards looking for their chips. Instead of borrowing a cup of sugar, can you borrow a cup of chips or a bag of chips? <laughs> and, <is that laughs> coach? I don't know if Miss Jackson has any yeah, chips. I, I don't think Miss Jackson. She forgets to chips. eat. So yeah. I doubt we can borrow much from she her. She weighs about 42 pounds. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we're not going to get much over there. Okay, so yeah, think about the architecture of your life. Okay, um, use reminders and prompts. Post-it notes help. There's smartphone apps for everything. Nice. If you're forgetting to take your medicine, like my son was forgetting to take his insulin, I put a diabetes app on his phone, and guess what it does? Oh. It says, Dave, take your insulin. There you go. And okay. guess what happened? He didn't forget anymore. He hasn't forgotten since. And and I believe it was free. I don't believe we paid for it. No, it was free. So you find know, the tools, right? Find the tools yourself. Okay? Sometimes you need to reframe something. Okay? If you're using your telephone for a purpose you shouldn't be using it for, or you're calling someone you don't want to be calling, put a picture there to remind you, don't call that person. All right. You Change know? your schedule. Change your schedule, okay? Um, you know, again, food. That can be, there's all sorts of things you can do with food. You know, Pre-plan your meals. It just, all, just goes to show you that as humans, we put ourselves sometimes in a position to fail exactly you know and that and that's terrible because um, most of us don't have the ability to say no it's just not in human nature to say no it's easier to say yes it's hard to say no isn't it so by putting yourself not in these positions you don't have to answer that question Right. You know, my, my, my father told me this back when I was a young kid. And to me, this kind of, and I told this to my oldest son, you are judged by the people you hang out with. If you hang out with thugs, bad things are going to happen. If you hang out with good people, you know, good things will probably happen and no bad. Right. So, same thing with us putting ourselves in positions to fail or to um, make the wrong decision. Just you can avoid it easily, and we do know the difference between right and wrong. Let's just exercise it a little better and pay attention. I think that's one of the biggest things. We don't pay attention to what the hell we're doing because we get caught up in things and. We blame it on work. We blame it on... Well, you know, Sada Guerrero says 
that's our that's one of our favorite Indian gurus, okay, yogis. He says, you can solve most of your problems by paying attention. <laughs> yeah, listen. Being present in the moment instead of in a fog, a daze, fantasy, whatever. Right. Control your own destiny. There you go. Good advice. Also, framing also can mean, you know, being positive versus negative which is a lot of what we're talking about. That's a lot about affirmations. Right. Is basically rewiring your brain from some negative dogma to something positive. And, and it truthfully works. Right. Look for the positive in things. Exactly. Reduce, we've already sort of talked about this, reduce the accessibility of temptation. Again, if your problem is weight, don't buy chips. Don't buy ice cream. Um, don't buy things that you love to screw yourself up with. There you know, you if, you're, yeah. if your problem's drugs, get, hang with a different group. Don't visit your drug dealer. Exactly. You know? It and goes you, back to that apple in the Garden of Eden, you know? It does. It all started with one damn apple. Yeah. <laughs> we were all screwed You know, up. they yeah, couldn't turn true. down the apple. Well, yeah. you know what? If there wouldn't have been an apple there, it wouldn't have happened. That's yeah, true. Exactly. That's true. Uh, uh, you know, also you can involve other people and increase accountability via social pressure. Right. You know, have people to help you out. Hang you know, with the right it, crowd. Exactly. Make a commitment to family and friends and keep that commitment. You know, make a commitment to someone you truly care about and you truly don't want to lie to. Right. You know, and um, hopefully you have something like that in your life. Somebody, you know. Good advice. So you, you can also set up little briberies for yourself, okay? If I'm good Monday through Friday, on Saturday I can have an ice cream cone. If a problem, yeah, or a drink, or you know, if I'm bad, then I've got to make a political contribution to the other guy. <laughs> that would be a good one, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Ouch. If you're a Trump supporter and you got to make a contribution to Biden. Yeah. Woo! Ouch. Okay. You know, there are things you can do. I mean, I remember back in the day when the hammer used to wear shirts and ties, okay? And I always wanted to save the money of taking them to the laundry, right? Right. So the laundry would charge like two sixty five back then to iron the shirts. I would pay myself a dollar fifty. <laughs> there you go. It worked. <laughs> awesome. Until the came and it didn't work anymore. And then I just paid the two sixty five. <laughs> That's another story. But there are things you can do, um, you know, to nudge yourself. Right. And the nudging method is about 30 years old in the world of psychology and um, was around before the coronavirus era. But during the coronavirus era, when we're seeing a little bit more mental health issues, and maybe we're recognizing them more because we were around our family more. Right. Okay. I think we're noticing a lot of things because we're also in tune 
we're not as busy. Exactly. And so I think there's going to be a whole lot of people out there that could write articles and books that could be titled COVID-19 Saved My Life. Yeah. I, 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 I really do believe that, that um, everything has changed because, you know, it's like I told the hammer the first day he was home. Um, I said, you know what? No matter what happens, when you go back to work, it will never be the same as it was. Right. Because you will never be the same. Because, first of all, you've came home. You know what it's like to be home. Everybody else has. And so nothing will be the same. Right. Yeah, you're 100% correct there. So true. So true. So I was hoping uh, to to end up with a like a COVID ho- hobby, like a new hobby. But so far, the only hobby I've actually made happen is collecting empty liquor bottles. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know the three. I did see something. The three most things that people did during the coronavirus was um, the same drink. They drank more. Right. They did um, adopt pets. That's true. They did. Okay. Did they cook more? I can't remember what the third one was. Oh, I went darn. Back. oh darn. Well, but maybe it'll come to you. Two out of three is not bad. Yeah. yeah, I think cooking is probably the third. I would guess yeah. that it would be. Yeah. I, I, I think, think it was so. maybe that. I, I think they probably, I, I've heard a lot of people say, that they've actually cleaned out closets and done a lot of projects that they thought they would never actually do. Yeah, yeah. You know exactly. how you have those things on your list that are like, yeah, I'm going to do that someday. And deep inside of you, you're like, eh, that's never going to happen. I'll never do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And suddenly we all had that kind of time. Yeah. So. Okay, I'm going to bring up something, especially since we're talking about people losing their jobs, people. Um, you know, getting in touch with the fact that um, maybe they need to tweak their life. Right. Okay. And then yeah. we have on the other side of the flip side of the coin, we have people home lonely and that are becoming depressed because of the COVID-19. Right. You know, they're becoming alienated. Um, and when you live in some areas of the country, it, it is still critical. So... There's not much socializing. Right. Try Canada. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're spread out everywhere. Exactly. So, you know, on Maslow's um, hierarchy of needs, the very first, the very lowest, you cannot move up that pyramid until you have physiological needs met. And right now with people losing jobs, that's very difficult. Physiological needs are air, water, food, shelter, sleep, clothing, and reproduction. I mean, we all have this eight innate idea about reproducing. Right. So that's where sexual needs. And for a lot of people, that's, you know, they, they identify that with a chakra. So before you can move up this pyramid, you've got to satisfy all those needs. We're, we're seeing food banks giving away millions and millions of meals because people are in a desperate situation. We are seeing the government need to give stimulus money and, um, you know, extra food benefits 
to people because they lost their jobs during the you know during the quarantine some people have not gone back to work other places are closing down because they financially could not withstand being closed down for a month or two then you have the third kind of problem and that's with we've changed and there are certain businesses that aren't going to survive that I mean, how about gyms, nail salons, um, airlines, hotels? Yeah, exactly. Um, these are industries that are forever changed, at least, you know, in the in the um, in a very short, long time. Right. <laughs> I, I mean, the coronavirus is going to be here for a while. Okay, once you get those needs met, you start worrying about safety. Start worrying about can I get the virus? I mean. You really can't worry about getting the virus if you're not eating. Yeah. Okay? So once you meet those needs, on the bottom you start worrying about your personal security, your job. Right. Again. Yeah. 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 I mean, the job helps get the food and air, I mean, the food and shelter, but you really don't worry about the job if you're starving. Exactly. Okay, so that that's the hierarchy. Resources, you, you start worrying about your health and your property. Okay, and you start meeting those needs. But if you don't ever meet these food needs, you never can get to the safety. Okay, once you satisfy all of those needs, you move up to love and belonging. That means you can start building relationships. If you don't get these things under control, you cannot have relationships. Yeah, it makes total sense. Uh, those relationships are friendship, intimacy, family, and a sense of connection. You are always going to be out to lunch with those if you don't feel comfortable with everything below. Right. I agree. And then you move up after you can build relationships into self-esteem, which means respect for yourself and others. Um, status, you know, there's a confidence issue. Recognition, strength, freedom. You have to satisfy everything below it before you can have a healthy amount of self-esteem. Yeah, makes total sense. And then, last but not least, is self-actualization where you just have the desire to become the most that you can be that's also an area where a lot of people reach spirituality and I'm not talking religion I'm just talking a, you know a connection to you know the spiritual world right. whatever that is to you right and I think that now, during this virus, it's just a good time to think and talk about Maslow's hierarchy. You can reach self-actualization, um, lose your job, have bad things happen, and you can be right back down there at the bottom. Yeah, we instantly. up and down the pyramid throughout our life. And I think most all of us can think of times when we've been at different levels of this pyramid. What do you think? That's you know that's the truth. Um, you know how many people have lost lost their job out there? 
and said, oh my God, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me in my entire life. How will I exist? How will I go on? Boom, two weeks later, a week later, a month later, they've got a better job, made them better, it's got more um, ways they can climb the ladder. And, you know, you ask of them and they say, you know, the best thing in the world that ever happened to me was losing that other job because I wouldn't have gone out and looked. Well, you know, I've heard that a lot. I've heard that about a lot of things, you know. Absolutely. You know, movie. A person can move. You know, I mean, a a relationship. I've heard people, you know, oh, my God, I lost somebody. Oh, it was horrible. And, you know, it really ended up being okay. Look for the positive. However... Again, there there are lots of tools, and, and and sometimes these tools suggest that we need to get a grip on things. Okay? okay, when we are experiencing the bad. Now, one of the best tools I have ever seen, and it's it's very old. In fact, back when I was in college, they they used this, and it is called the social readjustment rating scale. You can look it up online anywhere. Um, Dartmouth has a copy, and um, it was done by Holmes and Ray back in 1967. And what they did was they put a mathematical value to horrifying things that happen in your life. Yes. And you go, why the hell would you care about that? Well, because they learned that if you reach a point of 300 or more, you are 80% likely to have a medical health breakdown, meaning like a heart attack, cancer, you know, something to that effect. If you go from 150 to 300 points, you have a 50% chance within two years of having a situation. For example, death of a spouse is valued at 100. Right. Okay, divorce, 73. I see. Okay. okay, just separation is 65. Go to jail is 63. I mean, can you imagine the divorce of 73 and going to jail 63? I think I would have read in jail fire. But, you yeah, know, I that's don't know. a lot. I don't know. Death of a close family member is 63. Hmm. A personal injury was 53. Okay, to get married is 50. Wow. So to break up the marriage is 73. To get married is 50. (laughs) Imagine that, being fired at work, 47. Reconciling with your mate in your marriage is 45. Whoa. Retirement, 45. Wow. Wow, that's surprising. is 40. Hmm. Um, Having seen your family have a health issue is 45. I mean, then it goes down. I mean, there's financial things. Taking out a mortgage is 31. Okay, your your kids moving out. Um, now, what time 29. period is on this? Okay, this would be like would happen within a year. In a year, okay. I would say you could possibly stretch it to two years. Okay, for example, if I were to look at. Um, well, losing a spouse Even, is going to take okay, longer. 
Right. You know. Well, okay. And we even losing a parent. Okay. I'm going to say before the hammer had his heart attack, we moved. He lost two parents. Um, mathematically, it worked out. Right. Okay. okay? Yeah. One of our kids left home. Right. You know, I mean, and you added all those things up. He was over 300. He was over 300. And guess what? He had a heart attack. Hmm. So these are things that affect you. And, and I urge you to look at the start so you can go, ooh, wow, I got a lot of these. I need to get myself in order. Right. What's the hammer uh, have to say about that? Yeah. Well, you know, it's one of those things that you don't really think about it. But as I look back now, yes, those, yeah. all those things did happen. Yeah. And, you know, um, which is kind of weird because my, I had no indication of a heart or having any kind of heart problem. No high blood pressure. As a matter of fact, um, my cardiologist said that I'm one of the lucky ones. I said, what do you mean by that? I had a heart attack. He says, well, you're one of the about one in a million that we can't really tell you why you had it, but you had it. Yeah. But I had all these bad things happen. I had a lot of stress. Uh, you don't think about it, and boom, it happens. And um, hindsight's always twenty twenty. Yeah, you know it's easy to look back now and and, try, and you can explain it. And but uh, you know. I put it this way, from uh, going through this, if I put together numbers and my number was up around 300, it'd scare the hell out of me now. Yeah. Exactly, but it would also tell you that some of the things we put in place recently you will keep, keep those things from Yeah, me. I mean so like you, meditation, exercise, um, affirmations, right. um, for some people prayer. Um, you know, um, doing fun things, uh, you know, getting something you love and you care about that's less stressful. So one of the reasons to use this tool is not to sit around and cry for yourself. You know, oh my gosh, I've got 300. I, I might as well quit and, you know, you lay down and die. A yeah. heart attack to come. Yeah. yeah. Um, what you need to do is to, you know, come up with an antidote. Right. Fix it. A nudge. Yeah. yeah. Go back to the nudge. Yeah, for sure. Well, speaking of stress, next week we're talking about parenting. Is that correct? That is correct. And, and we know you're going to be excited about that because yeah, I am actually. there's nothing more stressful, that, nothing that expects you to be perfect oh, more now, than being a parent. Every perfect. <laughs> so I am very excited to talk about that. And, um, you know, this has been a great show, and I, I want to remind you of um, our affirmation as we um, close today. We are messengers in love, happy, healthy, financially prosperous, great partners and parents. We are charitable, energetic, creative trendsetters that experience success every day. Right on. Please use that. Right on. Please. Yeah. See you soon. Bye now. Have a good weekend, you guys. Thanks for listening, Thanks. everyone.